Welcome back to another episode of the podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. Man. Ready to go, Tolu? I'm ready to go. I feel like you've got something to say. So, I do. This week has been a week of challenge Tell us. and a week of coming out of comfort zone. Mm. And I think that sometimes it's interesting how we almost get forced into these situations, but in those situations there's so much god there's so much goodness and so much growth Mm. so i'm going to talk a little bit about my work and i work in an analytical team so most of the people there are like creatives or they're salespeople. so we were very different Mm. in terms of kind of our background um but what i've been trying to do is i've been trying to get involved with kind of as much extracurricular stuff as i can yeah so i'm part of a like a BAME steering group for like black, Asian, minority, ethnic. So understanding their experience and how do we make that better? I'm, you know, I'm doing some stuff around how do we help the managing director to understand what's going on kind Mm. of on the ground, right? I'm doing different training. I'm doing all this different stuff. But what's starting to happen now is that, look, actually some of the stuff that we're doing, we need to start feeding back on it. So there's about 20 people in the BAME group and there was an email that went out that said, oh, can we have someone to present present at the monthly forum? The monthly forum is everyone goes into like this big room at like it's this dope room. Yeah. And you have to give an update and it's there's a lot of people in that room, you know? And to be quite honest with you, some of the BAME stuff makes me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> because, right, I'm the person that hates the race card. Yeah. Right? The race card is like, until you literally tell me you're doing it to me because, because I'm, I'm black, black. <laughs> I will never in my life say, oh, it's because I'm black, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, some people pull that thing way too early. Too early. <laughs> and so like, we had a listening group. This is how I got involved, yeah. is that we had a listening group. And I thought, okay, let me go to the listening group and see what people are saying. Yeah. Because I don't really feel like there's that much of an issue. Yeah. But I think also my perspective makes it a bit of a, less of an issue, mm. right? And I also grew up in a school where I'm the only black kid. Mm. So I very much learned how to navigate that kind of yeah, world yeah, where yeah. You, you are a minority. So I went to listen to it and just kind of make sure that, you know, we're not getting into like the wrong side of things. Mm. So like there was an example where this guy goes, oh, you know, when I speak, people don't listen to me. But when my boss speaks, they always listen, right? And it makes it sound like, okay, you know, your boss is like an old white male and they don't respect you because you're ethnic. But dude's boss was in the room. No. Yes. She was an Asian female. Oh, come on. And I'm saying, come look. So what, no, it's because I'm black, yeah? Do you see what I mean? I'm saying that's not because of ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. because she's more credible than you. Yeah. Or because she's positioned. Because she's also just as ethnic and she's also a woman, which generally in the workplace means that you're at a bit of a disadvantage, yeah. right? Because that's another stream she's that's there. Double disadvantage. This is, this is it. On the right? stereotype. On the stereotype, yeah. she is doubled down. Right, so it's not because you're ethnic that they're not listening to you, yeah. and there is that balance, right? Of sometimes we try and find, you know, that that's there and it's not. Yeah. So that's kind of why I went to the group. So I find it quite uncomfortable sometimes <laughs> to talk about those things yeah. because I don't necessarily have that same experience, yeah. right? And for me, it's like there's other things yeah. before you get to the race thing. Mm. Like, and I'm saying in this group, like, look, actually. Part of it is just that a lot of the people in here are quite junior, yeah. right? So we need to teach junior people how to be better, right? Like I remember when I got into work, if you asked me to go into a meeting, I would be silent. Mm. I wouldn't say a thing. Come on now. Right? 
because I didn't know how to put my point across. I didn't know how to be dis- how to disagree without being disagreeable, right? These are things that you don't learn at uni. Mm. You don't learn those things. So I'm trying to say, okay, maybe we teach people to be more emotionally intelligent, to be more aware, to you know how to be in those situations, and actually that solves some of the problems. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not a fan of that kind of conversation on a big public stage, yeah. right? Because I'm very conscious of how it comes across sometimes. Yeah. So I saw the email come in like, oh, can someone present? And I said, swerved. <laughs> <laughs> I am not responding to this email. There's 20 people on here. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. So people started replying saying, oh, I can't make it, this and that, this and that. <laughs> I'm like, cool, whatever, bud, cool. Yeah. And then the guy who who is kind of like the sponsor, so yeah. he's like this older, like probably mid 40s white guy. Yeah. But then he's married to like, an Asian chick or something. Yeah. So we know each other like relatively well. My, him and my boss are quite close and yeah. I've worked with him a bit. So then an email comes out that calls out two other people and me and says, oh, can you guys do it? <laughs> <sighs> the man has called out my name. So now I have to respond. And... Guy added you. <laughs> fully, literally added me in this email. And so I'm like, oh man. And I know that the other guy, one of them's in my team, he is not involved. Yeah. Right? He's checked out of the group. The other guy didn't even respond. So I'm thinking, we can't just air this man. So yeah. I said, okay, look, I'll, I'm not normally in Osley on that day, but I'll try and make it. Yeah. And I didn't really say anything else. That was like Thursday last week. Mm. On Monday, I get an email from the marketing department who run the whole thing and say, oh, I'm going to be doing the presentation. I said, Lord, what? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even wait for me to confirm. That's he it. just put me there. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh gosh, okay, fine, fine. So I know I have to do it, right? And I'd been listening to that Carrie Newhoff podcast about preparation and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And I was motivated. I was yeah. like, I'm going to prepare. Yeah. I'm going to go home and yeah. I'm going to like stand in front of the mirror, do it 10 times. <laughs> Did I? Of course not. I didn't do it once. I didn't yeah. even really know what I was meant to say. <laughs> so I have to try and figure out what I'm meant to say. And then I'm like, okay, tonight, tonight, I'm going to practice. Nope, didn't practice nothing. Stuff mm. just gets in the way. Mm. You know, I didn't make the preparation like a proper priority. Mm. And that was the first lesson I learned is that, look, preparation needs to be a priority. Mm. When you want to step up in life, you need to start preparing. Mm. And that needs to be your priority. It's mm. so easy for preparation to fall to the wayside mm. and, not f- and for you not to be prepared. Mm. So the next day, the day of it, I actually went down early to see the room. That's something you should always do. <laughs> always go and see the room that go you're going to speak. Honestly, get there early, get comfortable with it. Understand when I get up on the stage, is there something I need to be conscious of so I don't trip and fall on my face? Yeah, come right? on. Where, so they have these things called comfort monitors. It was amazing. They said, oh, and there are your comfort monitors. I was like, what? And it's like these monitors that show what's on the screen behind you okay. so that you don't have to look behind. Nice. You can just glance yeah, down yeah, and yeah. it makes you feel so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so comforting to yeah. know that, okay, if I get really lost, I can just look down. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is I didn't even have slides, right? Mm. I could have made slides if I'd been properly prepared. Right. And now I'm thinking, look, I'm the black guy and I don't have slides. Everyone else has, yeah. and I don't have anything. And these are all the things that I'm now thinking, okay, next time, I need to be better prepared. Yeah. I need to have slides. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I need to know how I'm flowing through. Mm. So anyway, so I'm on the stage and I'm looking at I'm thinking, yo, this is a lot of people that are going to be here. Yeah. And it, it started to get to me. Like, I'm not usually <laughs> like a ner- nervous kind of guy, but yeah. bro, I was nervous. Yeah. I was yeah. real nervous. So it comes to my time. And like, obviously in all this nervousness, I'm like, Lord, 
<laughs> you will not allow me to be ashamed. Come on, please. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be like God. Please, like I know, like this can't just be me. Yeah, you know, and there is something so much bigger at stake in all this because. Mm. What we're trying to do is we're trying to have another listening group to mm. try and get more people's opinions. So mm. we're really trying to appeal to more people to come in. And so that, because mm. it's like we had this BAME group and one of the things that was like, even in the hiring process, you're interviewed by like two white males. You know, everything management up is like a lot of white males. Yeah. So what they actually did is they did this whole training on unconscious bias. Yeah. Like they trained us up and we delivered training to people of all levels. That's amazing. On a, do you see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's actually making a difference. Yeah. And so there's something bigger at stake yeah. in terms of this moment. So bro. You're carrying every black person on your shoulders. Bro, black, in Chinese, Indian, whatever it is. You like I'm up. represented we're gone. They're going to sack us all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it doesn't look good. But yeah, of course not. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't look good at all. And so, yeah, so they called, called my name up. Yeah. Said, oh, Tolly's going to come and present, da, da, da. And I start to get up on stage and the guy's messed up because he was meant to say something else and introduce all the new stars or whatever. So yeah. everything's already now chilled a bit more because he's yeah. messed up. I've walked up on the stage. Yeah. I have to backtrack off the stage. So I'm like, okay, I can't really get <laughs> any worse than this. Yeah. Um, and so he calls me back up on the stage mm. and I give my talk. Mm. And in that moment, this is how it felt, right? It felt like my voice, because my voice is generally quite chilled, quite smooth. It felt like my voice was oscillating. Oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like I was talking at 150 miles an hour. It felt yeah. like I was totally lost. Like I didn't know what I was saying. And I'm just, and what was jokes here yeah. is that before I went up, this woman comes up to all the people that are presenting and she's like, People are going to stare at you like they're really bored. Because you look out there, yeah, and people are so bored. Yeah, They are yeah. just looking at you like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Can you hurry up? And you're just thinking, yeah, I just got to wrap this up real One quick. One time. Real quick. <laughs> so you're looking out and there was like probably two to 300 people out there. And I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> these people don't want to be listening to me. No one wants to join the group. And I, it just feels like I'm just talking and I'm talking rubbish. Yeah. Just... And then you get down off the stage, all the feelings go. But after that, I felt, look, I was really stretched. Mm. I wasn't very prepared. Mm. So I know I need to prepare. Mm. And my thought after that was actually, look, I'm going to look out for more of these opportunities and actually do that. Oh, come on. Yeah. Because it really stretched me. Yeah. It really, really stretched me. Hmm. But what's even more interesting for me yeah. is that when I came down from the stage and all that stuff and I went back to my desk, the guy next to me was like, bro, you smashed that. I'm like, huh? Did you not hear my voice go? Come on now. <laughs> he said, no. And I'm thinking, God, you are so gracious. God breathed on that one like, Honestly, just smooth. <laughs> just honestly. And everyone had the same thing. Like, you were calm, this and that. It was really... And I'm thinking, bro, that was the least smooth thing I've done in my That's life. amazing, man. And I watched it back today. Yeah. And you know, I told you earlier today, I am not that guy. I'm like, once it's done, it's yeah. done. I don't yeah. even want to see it. I watched it back today. I looked calm. Come on. I sounded calm. Yeah. I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. I'm thinking, God, you're actually amazing. Yeah. And the lesson in that is that, look, just because in the moment mm. it seems a certain way, mm. that doesn't mean that's how it's coming across to everybody else. Yeah. There is a difference in perspective, you know, from mm. how you feel yeah. to how people are receiving it. Mm. And sometimes we put more of what we feel, ooh, ooh, right, ooh, 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 onto the situation mm. than how people actually perceive it. Come on. And that's why that thing of actually, look, if you do something, try and get it filmed try and listen back yeah you know is so big because that's how you improve because all i wanted to see for example is look what was my stage presence like 
you know, was I really hunched up or was I big or how was I? Mm. But in that, it showed me a lot because it sounded so different mm. to how it felt in that moment. So, lessons. Do stuff out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I was forced out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But it was so good. Yeah. And I could actually see myself doing a lot more of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, it really actually opened my, my eyes to something that could be an option. So, yeah. be willing to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, but I really feel like I needed to be better prepared mm. in that situation because God is merciful, God is gracious, but I still need to do my part. Mm. There's a thing that they tell you like about preaching, right? They say, prepare like you don't have the Holy Spirit. So mm. like, be very prepared, you know, prepare like it's all on you. Mm. But in the moment, rely on the Holy Spirit like you haven't prepared yeah. at all, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? So do your part, and but also let God do his part. Mm. That's good, man. So at this point, I've made two key notes okay. on the direction of this conversation and I've tried to put them in the best order okay. of conversational flow. So I'm not going to tell you what the second one is until we get there. Oh. But the first one, like, so you're someone that works in the professional world. Yeah. You're a young black man. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of stereotypes about people like you and me. Yeah. You know? For real. But you're somebody who has been able to enter a very well-known organization mm. Um, to advance and put yourself in a very high position or be in a very <laughs> high position let's just say in work um, and you're a person of influence mm. you're, so you're not just someone who's just showing up to work and kind of like doing just the the, the, the operational stuff mm. but you're at a key, you, you have a key role basically in influencing the direction of the business and mm. um, people within your department and so on and so forth so Talk a bit more about like what that journey was like mm. for you. Okay. Because you came from, you grew up in a background, you can talk a bit more about your background, mm. but you grew up in a background whereby there was a whole lot of white people and very few black people. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. so, so it's interesting because the contrast between both of our backgrounds so is different. quite the opposite yeah. because I grew up in a background where there's a whole lot of black people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think eventually very few white people. Um, and so, so yeah, speak a bit on that because I okay. think that would be something that is worth um, speaking through mm. to encourage people that mm. may be in the same um, same situation or coming from a similar background, okay. be it black, Asian, whatever else, okay. but just from a minority background. Okay. So yeah, speak on that a bit and I've got a few questions that I want to probably cool. peel into if you don't get there. I would just like to start by saying like, where I am and that kind of stuff yeah. is literally like, it is God. You know, like God is amazing. Yeah. Like, when I look at, you know, like I do work hard and stuff like that, but not in proportion to what's actually happened yeah. since I've started working. Yeah. And sometimes I just look back and I can just see God everywhere through it. Yeah. You know? And so part of it is that knowing that, look, it's not, it's not literally just about what I've done. Yeah. But it's about actually this is what God has done. Yeah. And actually like the people listening are mostly going to be Christian, right? So God will do the same things for you. Yeah. You know, so it's not even about, you know, me necessarily, but a lot of this is about God, mm. right? And there are things that we can also do, right, that kind of not help God because that's, you know, it's God, yeah. you know, but actually like we if I'm late, yeah, like if I'm late all the time, <clears throat> that's not going to be helpful. Yeah. You know, if I act out all the time, that's not going to be helpful. Yeah. So there is our part that we have to play. But yeah, go on. But all I'm trying to say is, look, I've tried to play my part. Yeah. But 
this is all I've got. Do you know what I mean? I just want to be, I just want to put it in the right place. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely important. So what I want to do is do a quick little segue mm. um, on the same point, mm. but to give it a bit of scriptural context of what I was reminded of. Mm. So Jesus fed the 5,000 plus on more than one occasion mm-hmm. with two fishes and five loaves. Mm-hmm. It was the work of God, mm. but they had to bring they the two fishes to, and yeah, the five loaves. Someone had to give that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, exactly so on it. what you're saying, it is, it's a perfect demonstration of that yeah. same thing where, because, you know, we've spoken about this offline and I think maybe even on um, podcasts as well before. Sometimes we go to the extreme where it's like, you know, I'm going to sit in my room, I'm going to pray <sighs> and guess what? No, it don't work. It like don't that. work like that. <laughs> there's, there's a perfect balance that yeah. has to be struck between number one, acknowledging that there is a place for praying and depending on God yeah. and knowing that this is something bigger than you. Yeah. But also on the other side, remembering to bring your two fishes and five loaves yeah. because there's, there's those two extremes of either going all the way onto thinking that it's all about you and what you've done and your two fishes and your five loaves mm. or going to the other extreme of completely ignoring your two fishes and five loaves and just yeah. assuming that by sitting in a room and praying, it don't require any works to be nah. demonstrating. You, you need to do some stuff. So there's a perfect balance. So yeah. Agreed. So talk about that. And I think, you know, what, it's important um, on the subject you're speaking about because mm. there aren't a lot of black people in a lot of high places in a lot of the um, big businesses mm. and they recognize that as a problem. And mm. um, there's a lot of stuff being done to address that. Mm. But you are a black person mm. <laughs> who has had doors opened that mm. you've walked through your two fishes and five loaves. Mm. And there's a journey that you've gone on with that. So, mm. so yeah, speak into that. Okay. Talk about your journey a bit and show them your fishes and your five loaves and, <laughs> and, and the amazingness of God okay. as much as you can share as well. So I think let's start with kind of where I grew up and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was born in Nigeria. Uh, we moved to England when I was about two years old mm. and we lived in London. So like we lived in like East London, like where we lived was pretty grimy. Like it was not nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was maybe like nine or 10 years old or something like that, my dad got a job in Southampton. So we moved out of mm. London and we started to live in kind of not, it was still grimy, don't yeah. get me wrong, but there was way more white people than <laughs> yeah. anything else. Yeah. You know, and over that time, then I started to go to school in West Sussex, which is like so white. Yeah. You know, like, there's like they a lot of these people have never met black people before. Yeah. And that was a really interesting experience for me. I can imagine, man. Because you get asked some of the weirdest questions. Like yeah. like just really weird. Yeah. But what you also realise is that it's not coming from a bad place. Mm. Right? With a lot of people, there are some people that are just horrible. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are purely racist. Mm. But with most people, when they ask those really ignorant questions, mm. it's not coming from a bad place. They yeah. genuinely don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so you learn how to kind of, you know, kind of flow with it, kind of be like, oh, okay, actually. So like an example, right? I went to America and I'm in Inglewood, yeah. right? And I'm outside the car, right? I'm getting something from the, from the boot or the trunk, as Americans would say. <laughs> and there's these two guys who are like kind of gangster looking and they're walking by, right? Yeah. And they're looking at me and they're staring at me. And then I'm thinking, what's going on? And I look down and I realize like, I'm in like a red vest. Fam, long. Money, <laughs> <laughs> <My> money. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, oh no. Right? And so I look at these guys and I go, hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> and the look they gave me, it changed from, yo, what's this homie doing in my hood to, oh, he's an English guy. Yeah. He has no clue <laughs> that he is in a, like, in a red t-shirt where he should be in a blue one. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing of, look, 
sometimes people just don't know. Yeah. You know, and I actually like to try and think the best of people. That, okay, so you said this ignorant thing, mm. but what's behind that? Like, mm. you don't actually really know that that's offensive. Mm. Or, and don't get me wrong, there are some people who are genuinely horrible, mm. right? But if you approach it like most people aren't, because I feel like sometimes what we do is we feel like people are out to get us yeah. in some ways yeah, 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 and yeah. we treat everyone that way. Yeah. When actually that person, he's that's not what he's thinking. That's not even on his radar of things. Yeah. You know, so I learned quite early how to kind of navigate that situation and say, okay, actually, firstly, I don't go into a situation and think I'm the only black one there, yeah. right? If that happens to be the case, uh, cool. Yeah. Firstly, that means people will remember you more. Come on, that's good. Right? That's, that's firstly what it means. Yeah, My name is Toluwani. One time. Like, people will remember Tolu. They there is remember. no other. No. <laughs> that, that's me. None before none, you. <laughs> none after. Like, <laughs> but you know? That ain't a, a, a God joke. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's, that's a literal Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, there was no other black person no in the room. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go straight to spam. <laughs> but it also means that what you do in that situation has more impact than yeah. you know. Right, because they will remember what you do. Because mm. there's people that I meet all the time, like, oh, do you remember we met in this thing? And I'm literally like, no, because yeah. there were like 10 other people in that room that looked like you, <laughs> right? But I'm the only black person in that room. Yeah. So what I do carries a lot of weight in that moment. Yeah. And so it's about being comfortable with that and saying, okay, actually, I'm gonna, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm not even looking for it. If it so happens, it so happens, but mm. that's not something I'm looking for. And then it's just, part of it as well as being self-aware mm. so like as well as being a black man i am six foot six yeah and <laughs> there are all sorts of things that come with that in terms of perception yeah in terms of how people are going to approach you like yeah. bro if you if you feel some of the handshakes that i get yeah right because people are trying to alpha male me and <laughs> i used to play basketball right so i used to be i used to be big like i used to be in shape yeah. so people see this big muscular black guy and they're thinking oh alpha male i must exert my dominance and all this <laughs> stuff you know and i'm thinking no like yeah. i'm really not that guy like i'm yeah. the ultimate like for me team is everything yeah so like if we're in a situation where we're working together mm. we're a team mm. and i'm all i'm trying to do is make our team win mm. i don't care if it's me you jimmy i don't care mm. right i'm just trying to i'm just trying to win together yeah yeah and I think that's something that people struggle with is balancing, okay, how do I understand the situation and navigate it yeah. between how do I stay true to myself? Yeah, come on. Right? That's because if I haven't shaken your hand and I feel, okay, this guy's feeling a bit insecure about this moment right now, yeah. I have two options. Yeah. I can either grip your hand real hard back and that's look it. you in the eye and go, hello. Number two. Put some bass <laughs> in my voice. Like, yeah, I'm the alpha, you're the beta. This is how it's going to roll. Right? <laughs> I can show him that I'm physically stronger than yeah, him, yeah. but then it's also about understanding dynamics. So mm. if that person is a more senior person in the room, mm. how do I approach that, mm. right? Because I know that actually, if he's feeling threatened by me, my ideas are gonna land less with him, Come on. right? Come on. So what I then do in that situation is, it doesn't mean I don't put forth my ideas, yeah. right? But when I have my idea, I kind of bring him in alongside with my idea, yeah, right? Yeah. So I say like, oh, like something you said, yeah. I've been thinking based on that, yeah. da 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 yeah. right? Because then he feels like, oh, okay, we're, we're in this together. It's yeah. not me versus him. It's actually, I'm bringing him along on the journey and saying, okay, you know, you said this, yeah. I really connected with that, yeah. and actually it's helped me to get to this. Yeah. You know, I'm not giving up any less of me. Mm. I'm not being subservient or whatever to him. Yeah. But also you need to recognize that in corporate culture, there are levels, Yeah. right? And you need to get buy-in from that guy. Yeah. How do you do that? 
Yeah. Right. And that is where understanding yourself. So I know that I'm a big black guy and yeah. I know how some people see that. Yeah. So it also means that I don't raise my voice in those situations. Yeah. Right. Because one of that's one of the stereotypes, right? It's like yeah. the angry black man. In those situations, I am the coolest, calmest guy. Yeah. Right. And that's that's also who I am. I'm quite a chilled guy. Yeah. So for me, it's not about going there and shouting. No, no, no. It's actually about actually I speak when I need to speak mm. and I'm measured with what I say. Mm. Right. So it's just learning those things of, okay, how do people maybe perceive the stereotypes and that kind of stuff? Yeah. And within my personality, how do I combat that? Yeah. So if you're an excited guy, be an excited guy. Yeah. Right. But you need to portray it in the right way. Yeah. You know, because also remember like cultures are different. Yeah. So like in Nigerian culture, when you're excited and you're shouting, you're mm. good. Yeah. But in English culture, if you're shouting, there's a problem. Yeah. Right. So it's also about understanding the land that you're in. Yeah. You know, because if, if you're in China, it's different. If you're in Brazil, it's different. Yeah. You know, so it's not about white versus black. Yeah. No, never about that. It's not about my, you know, my upbringing versus theirs. But yeah. It's okay. How do I, how do I adapt and adjust? Not how do I change myself? Mm. You know, and I think that Paul says about, you know, to this, I am this. Yeah. To this, I am this. Yeah. And why are you doing all those things? So that you can reach people. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the flip side of it, right, is that influence isn't just about, you know, what we do at work mm. right influence is also about personal relationships yeah and that's one of the things that i really have learned through my time yeah is that look i did a grad scheme and as part of the graduate scheme i rotated throughout the whole like throughout like four or five different departments within yeah. the business and to this day there are still relationships that i call on from mm. back then like eight years ago right that really actually helped my day-to-day -day job yeah and it's not because they just think i'm good at my job yeah. it's because actually we like each other yeah you know like when i'm in a situation with them we engage we talk we have jokes yeah you know that relationship element of things and that's actually what helps you to go further sometimes yeah and i think actually there is also something about being somewhere consistently for a period of time mm. and i'm not saying it's for everyone that you have to stay at one company for your whole career mm. because i've had different opportunities where it's like it's like working for a different company yeah, every yeah. two years yeah you know and actually that is something that when you we had a like a an away day mm. and they got some of the managing directors of mm. you know to come up on stage and what they all said is they changed jobs totally differently yeah different departments yeah. this that yeah. and that's something that i would say actually don't be scared to do yeah um because i did a course in america on motivation and leadership yeah and they said that the best leaders aren't the ones that go straight up in like a straight line it's yeah. the people that go like side to side side to side Ping -pong. you're still going up yeah but it's not yeah. straight up yeah you know because you learn different things yeah you work with different people yeah and that helps you yeah so i would say firstly be willing to try different things mm. that really helps but also the persistence and consistency of being in one place mm. is really helpful mm. because in some ways you almost become senior by default mm. because you know i've been there for eight years say the average person say there for three years mm. right in that time I've learned all the stuff that's happened. I know all the history. Yeah. I know where all the skeletons are. I know how <laughs> yeah. everything is held together. Yeah. You know, so when it comes to it, actually, I have a lot of value, even just from what I know from being there for a long time. Mm. You know, so that, that for me, like in terms of being really self-aware yeah. and understanding, okay, how do I come across and what do I need to kind of, how do I get what I'm, thinking and what i'm feeling yeah across to the other people yeah in a way that they can receive it 
that's really good man I think because yeah I think that's really good because obviously I think one of the things that you, you were describing something and I think what I heard and what stood out to me was just how how intentional you are about recognizing the climate recognizing your own journey yeah and their own their own what's the word discomforts yeah their, their insecurities their insecurities yeah. and the natural things that may come with the stereotypes mm. and you're being intentional about neutralizing that yeah and breaking down the barriers mm. that have been raised of hostility from whatever things in the past because you don't know where people came from we're on the same time it's true yeah you don't know where people came from because as much as black people have got a history and we've come through what we've come through mm. i think naturally you know white people have had their journey as well yes mm. some of them were in the aggressive position of enslaving and so mm. on and so forth but that's not all of them no. <laughs> and no. the truth of the matter is when you meet a white person in the workplace it doesn't necessarily mean that they are the one that captivated your great granddad from and, back and then. And to we be to honest, to we need we need to let go. that go. Yeah, and I we think, need to yeah, let that go. go because for me, what I try and do is I tr- I don't even try and see race, right? Yeah, I'm just seeing people. Yeah, right. And when I say like everyone has their journey, I'm even just talking about people have their yeah. journey. Yeah. So when I started to kind of step up in my role, there was a time where there was three of us mm. who worked so something that was really cool, right, is that my boss, like, we were having some restructuring and stuff, and the guy that I have with my boss now, he called me, he was like, look, I want you to stay and work for me, and I want you to do this, this, and this, right? And he Mm. said, I'm not going to have, like, a certain remit, but I'll just fill in the gaps wherever needed, is Mm. basically, like, whatever he needs me to do, I'll do, and I'm cool with that, right? So, we were doing that for a little bit, and then we had two other guys come in to kind of that kind of management level, Mm. One of them's like this Australian dude. He's like six foot five. He's he's a he would played rugby league. Well, no, not rugby league. Aussie rules football. Mm. He's a sports guy. I get him. Mm. You know, the other one is this little lady from Pakistan. Yeah. Right. And she's Muslim. And at this point, like I'm already having thoughts of, oh my gosh, the spirit is that like, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Ridiculous. You know what I mean? Ridiculous behaviors in yeah, my yeah, head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And what we're seeing is that look, me and this guy we're actually getting on really well. Yeah. But the girl, she's she's causing us some problems, right? Yeah. But then what I didn't realize is that when I'm in a team, my thought of a team is, look, what do you want? What yeah. do I want? How do we get that in terms of where we're going as a team? Yeah. Right? But her experience of team, so I've always been on really good basketball teams, not yeah. like in terms of performance, but the bond. Team bond, yeah. Team bond, really good. So I, I get team. Yeah. You know, but she's been in situations where, look, she's on a team and people are stealing each other's ideas. She's right. done like a month of work Come on. and people are taking her work and putting their name on it. And then they get the promotion. Th- thank they you. They end up becoming her boss. Thank you. <laughs> That's where she's coming yeah. from. Yeah. You know, so it's understanding people. Because I could have looked at her and said, oh, she's Muslim. And I, this, this is my preconception about Muslims. And that's why she's this way. Yeah. But actually, no, it's because she's a person. She's been through some things. Yeah. And actually, that's what we need to navigate. That's the insecurity. Mm. So I said to the other guy, I said, look, we need to create an environment where we're all one team. Right. This all going off by ourselves and this and that. We can't do that. He agreed. And we pulled the lady together and we said, look, this is how we want our team to be. If there's anything that you want, you say it. If there's anything I want, I say it. We all put our cards on the table and we move together as one. Mm. And five years later, me and that woman, we are so close Mm. and we're still like a core part of the management team. 
and the influence that we have because of our oneness is huge mm. you know so actually it's about understanding that people are people mm. you know if I looked at her as like a Muslim lady who you know we're meant to be opposed to and all that kind of stuff yeah I'm not going to get to that place yeah whereas actually she's a person come on she has her story she has her journey and actually navigating that together with her is what gets us to that place of strength because right yeah. now yeah like the respect that we have for our, each other is huge you know we lead our teams together mm. in such a unique way mm. and my boss loves it you know he's like oh i can send an email to both of you and i just know i'll get the right thing back yeah you know because he sends the email both of us message each other like are you gonna take this am i gonna take this how do you want to <laughs> yeah. do it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah and we can make changes because yeah. what my boss loves is look by the time we go into a room with my boss and we say this is, you know, he has an idea. We already know what he wants, yeah. right? We've already caught up beforehand yeah. and we've agreed. This is what we're going to do, yeah. right? Yeah. This is how it works well for you. This is how it works well for me. Yeah. And my boss is so happy because he doesn't have to go in there and fight what one person wants across another, yeah. this and that. And that's part of it is that, look, I, my job is to make my boss's life easier. Mm. Right. And I think this is actually like a really big thing that we don't get taught. Mm. Right. Is that I need to be willing to do what it takes to make my boss's life easier. Mm. And I've I've been so blessed. And this is where God really hugely comes in as well, is that like I don't think I've really had a bad boss. Wow. Honestly, like leadership is hugely important for me. Yeah. And this is where I just see God in everything because the people that he has placed me under yeah. have been amazing. Mm. You know, and it's not it's not like it's always easy you know it's not and if you have a bad boss part of what you need to realize is that sometimes you're there to learn what not to do yeah yeah yeah. yeah. right and that's where you need to see god in every situation because actually maybe god's trying to show you as well this is what you don't do yeah. and it's not from a judgmental place because you need to evaluate fairly right you need to yeah. say okay actually this thing that this guy's doing to me is not good mm. and if i ever get into a position of being a manager these are the things that i'm not going to do absolutely yeah you know so i've been very blessed in that way and one of my bosses, he would always say, okay, so what I want you to do is look at what I'm doing and see what you can take from me. Yeah. Right? Like that thing that is causing me pain, how do you make that go away? Yeah. And that's something that we don't get taught mm. is that, look, someone said to me, they said something like, you get paid in proportion to the problems that you solve. Yeah. 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 Right? So if I'm solving problems of my boss, who is, my boss is, was technically like three levels above me at that time. Yeah. Right. So if I'm solving problems at his level, yeah, the promotions have to come. Absolutely. Because I'm solving bigger problems. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's something that actually we need to start doing is that when you're in a situation, if you feel like promotion isn't coming, mm. start looking, okay, what problems, what problems can I solve? Yeah. Right. And it doesn't have to be just, oh, there's this report that needs to be done. It can be actually our team dynamics really messed up. Yeah. How do I create a better team dynamic? Yeah. Because when there's a good team dynamic, people perform better. Yeah. And when people perform better, your boss looks better. Absolutely. And he's getting all the things that he needs. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's just being in the background. Yeah. But the thing is, is that my boss always sees those things. I, it's not like I call them out and I say, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. He sees those things. Yeah. You know, and people will notice, people mm. will recognize because they'll say, oh, when I used to go into this meeting, it was really painful, mm. but now it's not. Mm. Why is that? Because you've gone around to the, the stakeholders beforehand and said, okay, this is what we're looking at. What do you think? Mm. You know, like socializing ideas. You know, people think about politics as like a bad thing. Yeah. But actually, it's just human behavior. Yeah. You know, like 
knowing that actually this isn't a surprise for this person when they get because that's what people hate yeah oh my people hate getting surprises because <laughs> in that moment they're thinking i didn't even know about this i haven't had time because it makes it prepare yeah yeah and they can't speak intelligently about it in that moment because you haven't prepared them so they shut down yeah and then they shut you down resistance yeah, Sh- yeah. walls straight up and then it's the black guard because <laughs> <laughs> oh. actually no you just didn't properly put forward your idea yeah, yeah in a yeah, way yeah. that they can get on board and they can support you yeah man there's so many things that ah, there's so many offshoots <laughs> i'm just trying to gather my thoughts i made some notes but <sighs> hi my name is peter and i'm just here to tell you that this was part one of a two-part conversation that will be concluded in the next episode Thank you so much for listening and stay blessed.